Welcome, Tethered Nation. This is your number one saddle hunting resource. Now grab some beef jerky and salute the flag. It's about to get real. Y'all got me all jacked up. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey guys. All right, guys. Welcome to another podcast. No, wait. To, you gotta wait till we're flying. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I mean, y'all jack legging around. I'm ready to go to work. All right, let's go. Three, two. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast with Tethered and Another. another. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over from here. <laughs> well, it works. I'm it gonna works. take over from here. Oh, <laughs> so this no. is a little bit different. So. The Untamed is using this podcast, and our guest that joined us today, which technically we're on his podcast, so we're also his guest, uh, but Jared came down um, from Tethered, and uh, he kind of showed us some saddle stuff. We had we had never been in saddles before, and uh, Jared kind of showed us the ropes, so Jared, you want to kind of explain what, what, we, uh, what we did today? Yeah, so I brought, well, I actually didn't bring any saddle stuff down. You guys already had it, but, um, right. yeah, I come down and just, uh, man, we hopped in a tree and kind of showed you guys how the system works, and uh, I think it was awesome, man. It was fun. Yeah. I had fun. Yeah. It it was not what I expected. I was, yeah. I was, I was pretty apprehensive about it, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, but once, you know, having Jared here obviously made it a little bit easier for us, Um I, I could see if, if you weren't here, I would have been a little more intimidated. But at the same time, once I got in the tree, you kind of showed us some tricks, uh, the, the little things. But once I got in the tree, I felt very, very comfortable in that thing. Yeah, I could definitely tell that you were, uh, you know, after a couple of minutes, I mean, it just looked yeah. pretty natural to you. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's the big thing is just, you know, hopping in it, especially having somebody to that's done it a little bit just to show you some tricks and stuff and it really helps you know that learning curve yeah jumping into it so yeah right i mean uh for me i i didn't i was i didn't realize how comfortable i was going to be uh shooting a bow out of it you know yeah. and you can shoot 360 i mean there's no blind spot i mean obviously the ground depending on you know what's below you but as far as where you're able to shoot like from above you can spin all the way around it and you know shoot any direction and that's just that's awesome i mean i yeah and as far as a cameraman, it's a cameraman's dream because there's no, I mean, yep. you can freehand out of that if you wanted to. Uh, there's just, there's a, there's a lot of options. And I think, uh, I think we're definitely going to utilize it this season. Yeah. Kirk and I both shot out of it, out of, you know, our boat, or we shot my boat out of it. Uh, and I was actually surprised too, because I thought we would have that feel, you'd have that feeling of like, I'm just kind of dangling out here in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to shoot a bow. Um, versus being grounded, so to speak, on a platform of a tree right. stand. But really, I felt more comfortable because in a tree stand, you're kind of having to, to balance yourself in the stand while you're taking the shot. Right. It's not like you're putting pressure on your, your, on your, your harness. That's right. But on this, you're, you, it's like you're, you're connected to it two points. Yeah. You're, on the, you're on the platform. So you're connected there, and then wherever you're leaning, you're connected there, and it's you feel more secure. It's almost like you know you just rock solid. So I'm excited to try it, especially uh, especially over in Ohio. Yeah, Josh, what are some of your thoughts on it? I mean, oh, I just I, I don't think there's any blind spots once you get up there. I mean, yeah. that's the for the shooter or cameraman. There's no no blind spots. I mean, not getting used to adjusting long. I mean, we were in our saddles for 
10 minutes a piece, yeah. 15 minutes a piece. Um, but it felt comfortable. Like it wasn't, I read something online, like they squeeze your hips yeah. and circulation. Like I didn't feel that. Yeah. It just, um, it's really just comes down to how you adjust. How adjusted, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. And I think that that'll just, if you get in a tree and, you, and you're there for an hour or two, adjust. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a better feeling of putting that on. Like you, yeah, we've all watched YouTube videos on saddle hunting and read. I mean, I've read a lot about them, but like I felt once I got in a tree with it, um, I felt good about it. I mean, I think it, for me, the saddle hunting, it's just a, you don't have to pack all the bulkiness with you. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we've got everything you need to hunt almost like right here. Yeah, right it's here sitting on, the on this table. So yeah. if you are watching on YouTube, you can see if you're listening, obviously you can't, but, you know, Jared's got everything you need sitting right in front of us. And I mean, what, it's a, what is it, an 11-inch platform? Yeah, it's about 11 wide or so, probably about the same deep. So it fits, it fits in a 12 by 12 box. It's perfect, you know, just to put your feet on. Yeah, I mean, in, in the there was some thought been put into the platform. No doubt. When yeah, you that's swing, the uh, yep. Like you, when I looked first thought looked at the platform, I thought that you all just made these angles for looks. <laughs> but then to get your three hundred sixty degrees, yeah, you you're use putting that. pressure on this outside corner. Yep. To hold yourself there and balance. Yeah, and that'd be a cool thing to go into for, you know, the untamed guys that don't know a whole lot about saddle hunting is this stuff right here was born from, you know, a couple guys that, you know, that what they wanted to use wasn't available. Like, you can't, you couldn't go out and buy this stuff, you know, a little over a year ago, which yeah. that's the crazy thing, um, what, you know. Wasn't there like a, uh, the only type of, like, mini platform wasn't like a lone wolf assassin or something? Yeah, I mean, you basically had to chop down tree stands and kind of hack together. Yeah. Or like a, it wasn't the assassin. The lone wolf seat. I yeah. saw those, yeah, exactly. too. Yeah, yep. so there was nothing really out there that for the saddle hunter um, like this. And obviously, you know, Tethered came on the scene and it's kind of transformed the industry because there's all kinds of companies popping up now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh the the one thing that was kind of intimidating to me too was you know you get on the saddle plat uh, like Facebook groups and things like that and they use all these fancy terms yeah <laughs> right. so I was like oh man I don't know what he's talking about yeah but then once you once you get your hands on it it is it is super easy to figure out yeah. I mean Jerry basically showed us one time and we we were yeah we were you doing guys that. had it I mean no problem well, I mean you look I mean. Brody put a saddle on. He's 11 yeah. years old. Yeah. And yeah. got in the tree. Yep. Yeah. He was having a blast yeah. too, man. And just sitting around swinging. Yep. Um, I really like them. Um, I think that with some of the areas we've hunted in the past, that we, we'd go look at it and we'd say, man, there's man. just not a tree here we can hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it really gives you that advantage to get in bad trees. Yep. Um, and I'm not talking about bad trees to hunt. I'm just talking about they might be smaller. They might be leaning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could get in pretty much any tree you want with this. We, we've we got a set in Ohio that I – the set sucks, but the area is awesome. Yep. And there's only one, one tree really to get in. And uh, I actually – we had a 10-point 
I was hunting, Josh was filming last year, that I couldn't get a shot. Josh was in the tree like, why aren't you shooting, man? <laughs> and from my vantage point, couldn't get a shot. I mean, the deer was only, what? 30 yards, 25. Yeah, I mean, he was close. Couldn't get a shot. Um, if we had saddles, we wouldn't have been in that tree because that's the only tree you could put a stand in. Right. We would have been in a tree, and we would have killed that deer. Yeah. So, or Jay, Jay would have or shot at it. I would have shot, shot at it. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. We don't let He'd up, have winged Jay. an arrow at it for sure. Yeah. It, it, no, it, it was a pretty well. It was a chip shot. Yeah, it, and, and he was there for a long time with a doe. He was stupid. Yeah. Um, it would have. Yeah, we we could have closed the deal if we if we'd had saddles. We I know we were where we would have been. Yeah, and that that's the that's the change that these are going to make for us. Well, and I think even when we're hunting on the ground, yeah. you could even if you're not wearing a saddle, you could have it on in your pack. Right. Yep. Oh yeah, that's and you're tough. sitting there hunting, and you see deer, or get into hot sign. Yeah. Yep, and you just climb. Let's yeah, let's yeah. let's set up right here. That's what I was talking about. Um, I know we haven't made it official yet, but we actually do have a, a new intern, and his name is also Lane. And uh, we'll get into that some other time when he's actually here. But I was talking to him about it uh, the other day, and uh, he had he had never saddle hunted, whatever. I'm like, hey, we're going to get some saddles. We're going to try this out, and uh, he's like, you know, he was all excited about it. But I was like, listen, we go into a new area of say Ohio public land, Kentucky or whatever. And we have never been there before. We can go in that morning and just kind of, you know, walk around, walk, you know, edges, glass, and you just, you know, just try to figure it out. And then anytime we feel like uh, there's somewhere we want to set up, just bam, pull the saddle out, pull the platform up. You know, if you got, you know, climbing spikes, I'm not sure the legalities of that in Ohio for public land. Yeah. We have to check into that. But, uh, you know, however, you can just get in a tree so much quicker and so much easier. Yeah. And there's no burden of like, you know, say we do want to hunt on the ground, we're not carrying around, you know, a bunch of a big stand on our back. You know, right. trying to sneak through brush and crawl and stuff like that. We just got a small platform in in the pack and yeah. our, our diaper on. So. That's right. <laughs> diaper. And you're only packing it if you're carrying this stuff around with you, Jared. How, many, how much did you say it was? I mean, the base system is going to weigh about eight pounds, really. I mean, you've got the saddle that you can wear. That is that with the, with your with climbing the, spikes? Well, with the climbing, well, with my climbing spikes, you know, I've got the carbon geckos. They're, you know, two and a half pounds. I think my whole setup is about eight pounds all in. So that's yeah. with my climbing spikes. Yeah, yes. that's just insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and completely mobile. But yeah, just yep. just this gear right here. So you're saying around six pounds? Six pounds, yeah. So if, if you pounds. if if you're not going to use climbing spikes and you're going to use like the hawk heliums or yeah. some type of uh, ladder aid, um, what are you looking at? How much do those weigh? Do you know? Um, the hawk heliums, the ones I have that are modded, they're cut down to like 22 inches or something. I think they're six and a half pounds for three of them. So still, yeah. so <laughs> that's yeah. one thing that we didn't go over today. That the, the climbing methods. Yeah. Well, no, you're. Um, the what'd sticks. You, what'd you call it? The aider. The aider. Oh, the aider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I forgot. Another one of those fancy. Yeah. yeah saddle, saddle terms. I mean, saddle I won't. Terms. I won't use it. Aiders. So it yeah. wasn't a big emphasis for me. Um. But yeah, and the reason Josh says he won't use it is because you plan on using spikes. Yeah, right? I'll use. I'll use climbing. I'll use climbing spikes. Yeah. Which also means that I'm gonna have to learn how to use spikes. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. you did pretty good today. Thank you, really you did. Jared. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 leave it, we'll leave it to the, the viewers 
on our YouTube channel <laughs> yeah, we, to we, see who did best between Kirk and Jay. We're going to post a video of it, and it's going to be, you know, up to you all to decide. So, I think it's a toss-up. I don't know. I mean, oh, they I think they, I good. think they both did good yeah, the first time did. putting spikes on. It, it was a little intimidating. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. Yep. Uh, when I was trying it there at first, I was taking way too big of steps. I was, like, <laughs> swinging around the tree, but – I think taking taking short steps and just taking your time is the key. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like you said, the 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 short choppy steps. We were just trying to like, you know, take these big strides <laughs> going up at whatever. <laughs> right. and, and Jay and I had never. I had tried it like unsuccessfully in my yard. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, today was the first time I actually had someone that, that knew what was going on, Jared, teaching us, you know, how to do it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, you guys did good, better than better than I did the first time. So, yeah. so, so Jared does a lot of solo filming, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, out of a saddle, out of the saddle. We're going to do more, you know, two of us in there. Yep. So another learning curve, I think, for us is going to be our setup. Yeah, for sure. So we got one guy, you know, when we're in stands, we've done it enough now to where we know kind of how high to hang the, the, the camera guy's stand and, like, what angle to put it at and all that with a, with a tree arm. Mm -hmm. But with a saddle, I mean, I guess it would make it a little more versatile or – Yeah. I, I, I mean, so. just from my point of view, I, I don't – I mean, I know we'll take camera arms for that steady shot. Yeah. But – you could almost freehand. See, right. yep. I'm with you on that. I think I think I'm I'm almost and I'm just thinking out loud. I think you, you screw in like a uh, like a bow holder and you have a way to just hang the camera up there, whether it be with a little rope or whatever. Yeah, like the setup he's got now on it. Yeah. You know yeah. that you know yeah. the, the shoulder the little thing. Yeah. You hang your camera up and that way you're not physically holding it the whole time. And then when a deer comes in you're ready to go. I mean, you can just freehand yeah. everything. Yeah, like I talked to you before, Jay, it just depends on um, where you're at. I mean, as far as, like, if you're trying to film something really far off, you're going to want that camera arm so you can take your hands Steady off of it. Steady it, yeah. But say you're you're in a, you know, closed canopy, you can't see that far, whatever it is. It depends on the time of year, if there's leaves on or whatever. But, right. yeah, it definitely frees you up to freehand just because it's it's you're just more – I feel like you're just going to be more comfortable and you can just kind of lean back with the camera. That's right, right. Yeah. right. Not that you couldn't do that out of a tree stand. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's another thing. Like, with a saddle, that's still possible. Yeah, you can kind of brace your arms into your side and kind of swing. Yeah. Use your body as a, you yeah. know, like a tripod, basically. See, see, but me, I get so tore up. Oh. I'm going to have to use the camera on no matter what because I'm like a, oh. a leaf out there just, you know. Shaking. <laughs> I'll never forget when we were stalking that buck uh, that we called Splits that time. Remember that? Yeah. And you were you were going – it was early season. And he was just over that. We knew he was there, but yeah. he was just over that. That was the first time I went on, in on a stock with you, yeah. and I was behind him filming. You stayed up behind us, Josh. You were watching from afar. You Remember, you went up on the hill and was videoing from a – you got the shot of the buck. You actually got him on camera. I don't – You don't uh, remember that? I do remember that yeah. now. I do remember First that. time we went on a stock, I was watching Kirk. I was behind him. <laughs> Dude, he was shaking so bad. I mean, his the the arrow was like. Tick, 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 tick. I was like, man, this guy. I don't know about him. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, people said you know in our last our last video they liked the story, so I have a really good story about that. Oh boy! I was this is for those of you who don't know. I got my start like filming seriously with Buck Commander, 
and uh, they they first told me they're like, hey Kirk, you know, uh, you know, whatever, we're glad you're here, whatever, but you're not going to be filming um, like the high profile guys because like they've obviously got like Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, Willie Robertson, you know, all those guys. And, like I basically knew it was like I'm probably not going to be filming Luke or Jason. And they're like, uh, a few weeks went by, and they're like, oh, man, we don't have a camera guy. And so they sent me out to Colorado filming Luke Bryan. And this is my second trip ever, like second filming <laughs> trip ever. And obviously I'm, like, extremely nervous. How well, old were you at the time? 19. Oh, wow. So. And you were a big Luke Bryan fan at the time, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I went out there, and uh, I was, you know, like I said, obviously nervous, not only just up elk hunt which they gave me a week heads up which is i mean i was i would do it again tomorrow but you know normally you have time to prep for an elk hunt right so uh there was a, a ton of you know i was i was exhausted but anyways we're hunting and a, a bull's coming in you know we're hunting with an awesome guy i remember his calling and, and he was back there just breaking limbs and stuff it sounded awesome and he was back behind us and this bull's coming in he's bugling his head off and i had never seen an elk before you know? <laughs> <laughs> i had never seen an elk or anything and uh, I'm sitting there, and, and and this is you know elk hunting. You you don't have you can't take a tripod or something. You can probably get away with a monopod, but I didn't have one. And so I'm free handing over my shoulder, and that elk's coming in, and I remember just uh, uh, you know, <laughs> shaking, shaking. And I got him in frame, and I'm just like waiting for him to shoot. I'm like watching the corner of my eye, peripheral vision, you know, looking for him to uh, draw back and shoot. And I'm like. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a photo with Luke Bryan after he killed this elk. Like I'm like I'm like people are gonna eat this up, you know. Sorry, Riley, but I'll have any chick in the world after this, you know. <laughs> but, oh but, gosh! But so he didn't he didn't end up getting a shot. He had a tree in the way, whatever. And the elk was coming right at us, so he didn't get a shot. And uh, he anyways he turned around after that. We he was like, man, you were shaking bad. He said. There's no way that footage looked good. So then I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's mad at me. Like, great. You know, I, I'll never make it on American Idol, you know. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking of. But, but we go back to the camp, and uh, they actually had some Coors Light there, and, yeah, that's some beer or whatever. And we go back out that evening. We're going to hunt. Before we go back out, he's like, here. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? He hands me two beers. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? He's like, I want you to drink them. I'm like. Okay, so so I start. I, I drink one, and I drink the other, and I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, I just need you to calm your nerves a little bit. <laughs> so now I'm not. I mean, I'm out there, and I, I guess I'm calm. I'm dehydrated, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm out cutting. And he's 19. I'm yeah. 19. <laughs> you know what else could go wrong? But it was a. That, that's that's where the shakes started happening. I haven't been able to get rid of it. No, I'm just kidding. I just I just get tore up, and that's that's why we, we yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, that's why we yeah. do it for sure. So. Yeah, he gets excited story. in turkey season too. I've noticed yeah. that on your guys' videos. Yeah, he gets tore up. <laughs> hey man, I've 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 looked over there when he's filming me, and and he's like, "Let me know, let me <laughs> takes know." Takes his hands off the camera because yeah, he, he's to. like this, and Shaking. you know, turkey ten yards from us, and yeah. and then he just goes, he lets it go. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding when it came comes to filming turkeys i'd much rather be the shooter i mean not just for the killing aspect but but when it comes to video and i'm way more nervous i don't know why I, I mean like i know how important the video is to get i guess and you're shooting you know you ain't gonna worry about that you just gotta kill it and if you can't kill a turkey with a shotgun you're struggling you know don't get me wrong you, everybody misses but it's yeah. pretty once it's in range it's pretty easy yeah so, and, you, and then you talk about getting excited how about the double in ohio this past year oh yeah i mean <laughs> 
I was we were super pumped because we'd hunted for <laughs> but not even six and a half hours. Not even that, but remember I shot mine and I jumped oh, straight jumped up. up. <laughs> yeah, oh, he jumped yeah, up. He jumped up, Jared. I saw and, the video and yeah. took five, put, took two steps. He was five feet from the tree, and I said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he came back and sat down, and I killed the second one. That he couldn't see it, yeah, because of his view. They were boogering, and I shot that one, and I was like. I mean, I, I never even saw the other one. I saw it coming in, but then it, it, I completely lost it. And then, because I was sitting lower on the hill, and I shot it. And Part of what are you blacking out? He's only worried about himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> no, what do y'all? Oh, you go watch our videos. What do y'all do when you shoot a turkey? You run down there and grab yep, it. And that's what yep. I was going to do. Yep. But yeah. And then you hitchhiked back for yeah, how, how far was it? We hitchhiked. Man, it would have took if we wouldn't have caught a ride, Jared. It would have took us till dark or better to get back to our vehicle. We thought we were only two or three miles from the vehicle. It took, I think, eleven minutes in the old man in this in that utility truck. Uh, about forty miles. Running an about hour. forty mile an hour. Yeah, yeah. so you were a good ways. Yeah. yeah. Then Zach and I hitched a ride with the old man the next couple of days later when we were in there. Yeah. Uh, Was that the time you took the Uber home? Oh, yeah, that's when y'all left me in Ohio. Yeah. And he's talking <laughs> yeah. about Zach. He's referring to Zach from the hunting public. Yeah. Okay. Came and turkey hunted with us in, and, in Ohio. And we got done turkey hunting. It was the last day of Ohio's south season, the northeasterly season. Yep. We still in that next week. And he came down and hunted. And we hunted all day. And they kept on saying, hey, we need to leave at 1. We need to leave at 1. I said, okay. Well, Zach and I hunted and walked forever and it i kept on looking at my clock i was like man they're not gonna wait for me and there's no cell phone oh no signal. cell no cell signal at no. all jared <laughs> none and uh so it got like 130 and we finally hit the road where we were supposed to meet them and i said they're gone i said i know they are and so, we had looked for him for oh we drove to a school they came out there was like we got came out the, questioned the, by the police officer the police at the officer school. was like there's two strange men sitting in the, in the car the yeah. Parking yeah. Lot. he comes out there <laughs> packing a pistol it's like what are you what, are, what are you guys doing i was like we're waiting on our buddy i mean it was but it was we hadn't discussed where to meet and so we're also that's right like, where yeah. are we where are we even supposed to meet at? well here, here's the number <laughs> one problem with the whole thing jared is we took radios because we knew there was no cell service. <laughs> and Kurt, and I, I said, I said, it's going to be your fault. I said, when we were leaving, he throws both radios because mm. one of them fell out in my vehicle. Oh, wait. So Josh gets out of the vehicle, and I'm, no, no, I'm no. just so nice. I'm, I'm taking all of his stuff over there for him. No, no that's no, right. This is, what, is not how This happened. is when we loaded up to go down there that one of the radios came out, and you just throw it in oh, the vehicle. and it. Oh. So I've got... I look and I'm packing around two extra radios. Two radios. We don't even have one. Yeah, they don't even have one. Josh is like, "Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you." you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm talking and listening to the same radios, and so me and Zach walk out there, and then they leave me a love letter on the windshield saying, "Hey, here's a quarter." Which is great. Which, which Zach, by the way, he just like left his windows halfway down. Yeah, on the side of the road. Yeah, it's camera equipment in there or whatever. Everything. Anybody could have jacked it. We just we what did we we wrote him a note. <laughs> And then left him a quarter for his Uber. <laughs> yeah. No cell service, no no pay phones anywhere. And Zach said, they really left you, dude. And he's laughing. I said, it's all right. I said, he said, well, I'll run you home. But Zach and his buddy were leaving to go hunt in the northeastern counties. And I said, well, you don't have to do that. Just take me to Proctorville and I'll Uber. 
from Proctorville. And he's like, man, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. So he took me to Proctorville and made it home. Guy come and pick me up and he said, hey, buddy, no, no guns in the cab. So I had to throw all my crap in the back of his truck and Uber it home. That's reasonable out of Uber Hunter. You know, there could be some crazy psycho dressed up as a hunter. You know, it's pretty good disguise. I just want to know what the story is behind no guns in the cab. There's got to be some story there. Probably. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure. I probably wouldn't let a stranger get in yeah. my car. Yeah, I probably wouldn't I'd either. say it's an Uber law. You know? But it was yeah, a uh, yeah. definitely a memorable day that, that we didn't get enough footage and of any animals that day to make a video of. But I'm sure that that story is going to be told for years to come. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know how we went from this, from saddle stuff to. So That's where, right. where, where are you getting ready to? Are, are you getting ready for the season, Jared? Yeah. Um. This, actually, this coming Friday, I'm headed to Colorado to film a, an elk hunt for a young man. Um, he's got a rifle tag for the opener, so that's that's going to be fun. So I'm going to head out and do that, and then, coming back, and then I'm headed to Kentucky for, a week or so, however long it takes to, to get a buck down. So. That's that's where I'm starting at. But uh, how about you guys? What's your plans? We got the bear season comes in Saturday. Kentucky's next weekend. Nice. Um, Urban. Urban hunts getting ready to start. Kirk's going with uh, to film an elk hunt in Kentucky. Yep. Oh, nice. Uh, that that's we cool. talked about earlier on the podcast. It's going to be a busy, busy few months. I'm yeah, sure it will be like for it. you too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you just made a big change. Yeah, I just started doing this full time, you know, a month ago, less than a month ago. So, you know, it's it's definitely been a big change for me, but it's uh man, it's been awesome and this this fall is going to be a lot of fun. You know, I'm really looking forward to filming and hunting and uh you know, it's this doing this job is is super cool cuz I get to, you know, hang out with guys like you and, you know, demo saddle stuff i mean how can you beat that right. yeah <laughs> yeah that I mean, is, that's a, that's I mean, a sweet gig yeah i mean every, everybody's looking for that opportunity to get in the outdoor industry yeah and it and you took the jump yeah and it's and you know it's not something that i was trying to do it's not it's not like i had a goal to get into the, the outdoor industry and to do all this it just kind of happened so yeah it's just you know you never know what you, what you're going to get into or where things are going to lead but i mean just do stuff you love and i mean you never know right. well i think i think anybody i think the reason you're in the position that you're in is anybody that gets online or gets on facebook or any and's trying to learn about saddle hunting your name's going to pop up <laughs> yeah i mean it's almost like impossible because uh, every time i search something it's like or, or, or see a comment or somebody talking about it you're on there so i think uh i think tether did the right thing well, I mean, I definitely try to help people. That's what I've always loved yeah. to do. I mean, anything hunting. I mean, I've always, you know, I've helped so many people or, you know, try to help anyway, you know, through messages and texts. Right. And, I mean, I've made some awesome friends doing that. And, uh, and that's what it's all about to me is just helping other people, you know, be a little more successful. So right, getting more people in the outdoor. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a lot of people that think of this as a big competition or, you know, kill the biggest buck or whatever. Yeah, that's never been part of it for me. I mean, you know, I'm out there to have fun and help people and you know, that's that's pretty much all it comes down to. I hear you. Well, I, th I think you got a great opportunity there, especially for something you love doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, right. And and like 
you know, like you said, you weren't trying to get into it, but I mean, anything saddle related or whatever, I, you're the guy I thought of. You know, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I mean, as far as like, I remember when I first heard about climbing spikes. You know, I knew nothing about it. Well, search climbing spikes, your video comes up. <laughs> yeah. So, I, mean, I get a lot of hate for that video. Yeah. Well, on, but. well, that's part of YouTube. Yeah. They, <laughs> they love. Trust me, Amen. we know some, all about some. Some hate is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you know, keep watching. We love the ad revenue, guys. And keep the comments flowing because <laughs> makes the videos do better for, yeah. all the, for all the haters out there. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I think it's it's awesome what you're doing, and and I'm super glad you came down here today because you've saved us a lot of headache. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean that that's really the goal was to, you know, you know, not have such a big learning curve. I mean this is you know a lot of people look at saddle hunting and this stuff, and it it does look intimidating. It looks like something you know you got to be an athlete to do it and that's you know that's definitely not the case it just takes a little bit of practice and it certainly helps to have somebody that's done it a little bit to to help you out and show you but right. that, yeah yeah and you don't have to use climbing spikes you know you like you said <coughs> no yeah. you could climb up in a ladder stand you know yeah. get above it and set your satellite yeah i've done that several times and yeah it's yeah the climbing part of it is probably what intimidates a lot of people but uh I mean, if you if you use a ladder stand now, I mean, you can get in a saddle. So, I right. mean, and lots I'll, of different ways and to you're, do it. And you're probably going to be safer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and two, um, like you could, you know, if you, you say you're hunting private property and you could, you know, pre-hang stuff. So, like, you know, those big, long, all-attached yeah. you know, yep. ladders. Yep. Um, you could take screw-in steps and just have them, have them prepped. Well then, that that doesn't you know you could you could go and say you've got a bunch of stands you could sell them all and put that money towards new camo or whatever yeah and then you could just take your saddle wherever you go and just bounce around yeah yeah and 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 that's what's cool for me I think because you can get you know say you do do that on private you can get you know at, at Dick's or Walmart or wherever there's just screwing steps for like two bucks a step and yep. then just place those where you need them on your property and for you know say you spend a hundred bucks it'll give you five or six set sets and uh, you could. You know, instead of having a tree stand at every single one of those, you know. That you yeah. got to move, that you're scared to move. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I really got into this, you know, obviously the filming aspect and carrying that weight. You know, I was using a climbing stand, so that's a lot of weight to carry. But then, you know, I got into, we got a lease in Ohio, and it came down to, you know, we wanted to preset a bunch of locations. And honestly, I didn't have the money to put toward that many tree stands. Right. Yeah. So I was like, if there's a time to jump into this, now is a good time. So, yeah. I mean, that... We, you know, me and my buddy, we jumped into the saddles and uh, we sold all those stands, and we've never looked back since. That's just, it's just worked out really, really well. I think overall, people are creatures of habit. Yeah. So sure. once you get comfortable with something, it's really tough to change. It is. Yeah. Uh, but this is something just like me. I was, I was a little, I was a little apprehensive. I could tell about you were, you were a little apprehensive yeah. about it. But yeah. that's, you know, that's part of it. I mean. Yeah. But you once know. you do it, uh, yeah, I've. I feel I feel really good about it now. And and two, you know, if you're you're kind of questioning, you're like, man, is this right for me or whatever? You could always just get with a buddy if he's got a saddle. Yeah. Or yeah. if you get order one, you know, those saddles are hot commodities right now. You yeah, can they resell are. it. So oh easily. yeah. 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 You're you could definitely get into it, and if you don't like it for any reason, it's really easy to get rid of it. So. Right. And and then then what I would say is too, um, if you try it, and you don't think you like it, like give it some time and work with it, tweak it because. 
you know, obviously not everybody's going to the same opportunity we did. We they're not going to have Jared to show up at your right. house and show yeah, you how to do. Yeah, for sure. So right. like, who knows how this would have went if we'd all tried this separately? You know, I could have hated it. Josh could have loved it, <laughs> and Jay could have been <laughs> ah about it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I and I think that that's the direction it would have probably went is if Jared wouldn't have been down here. I don't think. I honestly, I don't think Jay would have. You would have tried to climb spikes, but you'd have been like, ah, I'm not real. <laughs> comfortable here the, my view kirk, kirk had already tried them yeah and it was a nightmare and he was like there ain't no way man i don't think i put them on my feet right yeah so like it's probably good i didn't get <laughs> yeah more, like, hit them on backwards you know what i mean down. they were on the outside i was like you know crossing my feet in <laughs> yeah my, my view on the climbing spikes all right is i'm either going to have to learn how to do it or i'll be packing the sticks <laughs> while josh is using spikes well, the climbing spikes too. That's like the most. I mean, that's the, probably the most extreme way of climbing that right. there probably is right now. And that's, I mean, that's like you said. That's more of your more athletic type hunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but anybody can do it. Oh yeah. Because it yeah. just. I mean, once you get used to it. Right. It's like walking up a ladder. I mean, walking up a ladder. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to get in a rush. Right. You don't have to get. You know, be at the top in thirty seconds. You know, you get used to it, and it's just like taking steps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you all will get used to it. I mean, even if we do pack sticks, we pack sticks. Right. Um, it, But it is a – I'll let Josh climb the tree first. It's yeah. A more, I mean, we've it, done, then, I'll pack, yeah. then I'll put my sticks on, and he'll just have to be the cameraman because he's higher. Yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. Right. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, it a, is. that's a good thinking, Jay. Thank you, Kurt. But, I mean, the climbing spikes yeah. is, is just another option. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of options oh. for climbing the tree. I mean, that's no different than a than a lock-on stand. So, I yeah. mean, anything you use to get in a tree for a lock-on stand is going to be the same for, for the saddle. Yeah. It just – the process is different Man, once you get to the top. It'd be cool if Taylor designed their own climbing sticks. Well, I mean, nothing's out of the realm of possibility. Right. It's just time and – effort uh, you know it's just and we're, money. we're so busy right now i mean we're just trying to get caught up so we're not in a in a hole you know what i mean and we're getting there slowly yeah. but surely i think this next year is going to be really really good so yeah and that shows you too how many people are now interested in this yeah yeah i mean and as we get caught up it doesn't mean that less people are getting into this we've we've brought on four manufacturers making this stuff right here there's four different sew companies making these. That just shows you how many, you know, how many people are wanting to get into this and try it. And uh, it's it's honestly been crazy this past year and way, way more than, than we ever expected. So it's really, really cool to see it all yeah. happen, you know, for yeah. sure. And, two, what I like about, you know, your all's particular saddle compared to what I've seen is I like the this, like, netting mesh type mm-hmm. uh, material. That's probably not the right word for it. But um, – it just allows it like you can wear it in early season comfortably, wear it late season, you know, it's not gonna you're not gonna get hot. Yeah. Around, you know, sweat in those areas because they're breathable. Yeah, for sure. I mean this this stuff is like a mil spec mesh. It's uh it's really durable. I mean, I've got a saddle that I've I've used the past, you know, season and a half, whatever, dragging it through brush and you can't tell it from new. How do you clean how do you clean those, Jared? Um, you can actually throw them in like a uh, like a pillowcase and put it in the washing machine. Yeah. Um, you can hand wash it. You know, let it lie and dry. Um, we, uh, Sean Chadwick, he's part of Tethered. He actually ozone tested one of these, like twenty years worth of cycles for for ozone just to see what it would do, and it uh, 
it didn't really hurt it at all. The uh, like some of the thinner nylon on top of this pocket, yeah, kind of started to come apart. But uh, yeah, we wanted just wanted to test it because you mean you got to see if it broke use, it down. Yeah, see if there's because you you know some elastics and stuff that your the ozone will break it down. But we ran it through that testing just to see what it would do. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of been the scary part for me as far as ozone goes because yeah. I mean I've read a lot you know and and we obviously don't take we are, we're not very you know we're not extremely stink control uh, freaks yeah. by any means <laughs> yeah I'm not either um, so but I do believe actually I mean I've read a lot of stuff and I try to keep an open mind and I've read you know reports and stuff and, and they've tested they've tested with drug dogs actually ozone and type of, and stuff like that and it does actually it makes it harder for the dogs to smell it um whatever you know they're trying to smell but yeah that that was a uh, that's a good good idea because i know a lot of people are using ozone generators now yeah yeah and for sure so we just wanted to make sure there wasn't like a weak point anywhere on it that would break down and, and cause a safety issue i mean that's the biggest thing 20 years worth of it that's that's a lot yeah it was more yeah. than pretty much anybody would ever do right. so right well, cool they definitely seem extremely durable i mean yeah i mean we uh I don't think we've broken one yet. I mean, these have been third-party tested. You know, we've tested the bridge that connects you to the tree, and I think it took like 11,000 pounds to break it. So, Gosh. And what did you say the platform was? Uh, I think it was like 1,200 pounds or something like that that it took to, to break it. So, I mean, it's we've definitely put it through through its paces, and we didn't want to put anything out that was, you know, subpar or, you know, would cause any safety concerns. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell that you you know, it was designed by saddle saddle hunters for saddle hunters. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we basically built what we wanted to use. Right. I mean, that's really all it comes down to. You know, we uh, we Greg and Ernie hoped to build you know a couple hundred just to offset the cost, and then you know they had the saddle and platform that they wanted, and you know hope to sell a couple hundred of them and maybe go on a hunt somewhere that's that was their goal and <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gone far beyond that so, yeah. so uh, now they can go hunt wherever they want now they can go hunt <laughs> and, yeah now they've made it a career out of it and they're and they're, and they're hiring people yeah right <laughs> yeah. but that's, it's just crazy to think about you know that in a year's time that you know you can still do something like that and uh you know make it happen i mean it's what everybody dreams about i guess you know maybe not everybody but uh you know, it's still possible. You can still do it. So it's pretty neat to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely in an awesome position. I know a lot of people probably listening to this would, would love to trade you out. Oh, my buddies hate me right now. So yeah. <laughs> I saw them. I saw when you, you, they announced whatever, they're all like tagging you. I hate you, Jerry. You know? <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Well, at least one of you is living the dream. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But I mean, you guys are you guys are blowing up pretty big too. I mean, any of the any of the guys that listen to the to this on the Tethered podcast, I mean, talk a little bit about uh, the Untamed, and I mean, you guys have grown a lot in the past year. Or so, yep, yep, we uh, we just started. I mean, uh, it was February of wasn't it? Was it February March? We put our first video out. So it was actually the end of March, first of April, yep. when we put our first video. April 2018 is when the first video hit. And yep. we, you yep. know, we really didn't know um, what we were, what we were going to do with it mm -hmm. or, or what it was, but we knew whatever it was, we wanted to take it serious. Yeah. And we wanted to, you know, put content out there that's relatable to the average hunter, 
Um, that's that's you know not taking uh, you know I'm not for sure how to say it, but just just kind of make it more I guess yeah just more relatable is what I'm getting at is yeah. is you know the hunting public guys do a great job of it born yeah. and raised uh, hushing. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of really big YouTube channels out there that are now rep, I feel like are more representing, um, you know, the average hunter and, and the normal guy versus what you see on TV. Yeah. yeah. Cause uh, well, like what you and see and on and TV, you just can't, the, the average guy, majority of people across the United States just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not sitting on a 2000 acre lease that, you know, we're managing for 160 plus inch deer yeah. and planting these big food plots. And it's just not, it's just not, uh, something that everybody can do. So to, to be able to, to show, uh, what is possible, um, with average guys, yeah, um, I think is, is what makes it so relatable. That all have full-time jobs, have families. Yeah. Yep. Kirk's getting ready to start his family next year, getting yeah. married. He just got I a mean, shared bank account. Yeah, uh, big, big step, big step. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's doable. Yeah, um, and I think that our channel is very diversified. We don't just whitetail hunters or turkey hunters. I mean, we're out there doing everything we love to do. That's what I like about you guys too. I mean, you know, we're all from West Virginia. We're all hunting the same same state, and uh, I mean, just watching your guys' videos opens up my mind even because you know i'm kind of stuck in whitetail and turkey but you guys are doing wild boar bear deer i mean you're killing great bucks in west virginia and you know it kind of opens my my mind up that i probably should need to be trying different things you know hunting different areas you know and that's that's what's really cool about about your channel and what i really like about it right and, and two um you know, like you said, we have a, a wide range of, of animal animals we hunt, um, but we talked about it in the last podcast. We just enjoy, you know, I think too many people get caught up hunting like one animal. Like they want to be known as great whitetail hunters or whatever. Right. When you can still kill big bucks, you can still catch big fish, you can still, you know, whatever your goals are, you can still reach them and, you, you know, just go out and try new things. You know, try hunting. Right. Try hunting. Go. You've never dog hunted. Go out and, and go squirrel hunt with a dog, you know. Yeah. Try, you know, bird hunting, whatever it is. Like someone commented the other day and said they want to see us uh, dove hunt. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, we don't really dove hunt. Like, bird, like any type of bird hunting is not popular, you know, where we live. But we're yeah. we're open to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fur feathers. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really hunted, you know, a whole lot of public land in my life. You know, I was always taught that that was kind of your last resort to hunt public land. And then, right. you know, I start watching the hunting public and born and raised in those guys. And I was like, man, I've been missing out, you know, start hunting public land. And I've, I've had some of the best hunts, you yeah. know, ever on public land, had the most fun, you know, just opens your mind to try new things. And that's where you learn. That's where you grow at is when you go do different you know, out of the box things that you've never done before. Yeah. Absolutely. And just like you said, I hadn't hunted a whole lot of public land. Public land, I looked at it the same exact way. I yeah. grew up hunting a little farm um, in a county where it's just kind of farm country. And we had our, you know, our acreage we hunted and we stayed within that acreage. Mm -hmm. And and anything else, you know, if I had to go public land or somewhere, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's people everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's but, like a foreign land. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be here. You know, I like I like hunting my spot, my spot only. And I've, I've, I've changed my view on that. And now, you know, the biggest deer I've ever laid eyes on was on public land. 
Yeah. You know, and that goes to show you, you know, there's just so much more out there and you don't want to get condensed down in the same old, same old, you know, right. don't be afraid to try new things like saddle hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you put yourself in a box and, you know, you're always going to get what you've always done or put into it. And it's, uh, you know, I found that when you get out and meet new people, try new things, I mean, that's been the most fun to me, you know, doing all this is, you know, I've been to a lot of places I've never been before and I'm sure I'm going to go to a lot more of them. So that's, uh, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Especially now that you got the job you have now, I'd say you're going to be yeah. doing all kinds of new stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this fall I'm going to be in a lot of places I've I've never even thought about going. So it's uh, you know, probably a lot of a lot of things for me to learn this year for sure. Yeah. And like you said too, I mean, heck, if you hadn't got that job, you probably wouldn't have been down here today. And then yeah. I was like, you need to bring your boy down for yeah. a bear hunt. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're talking about going on a hound hunt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my boy would love to do it. I'm like, well, let's bring him down in December. Yeah. And and hound hunting is something that I've never even thought about. Like we, I've never done that in my life. I always kind of look down on it, honestly, because I, you know, you think, you know, you're looking at it from the outside, be like, eh, that's not really hunting. But man, when you when you look into it and watch your guys' videos and stuff, there's a lot more to it than that. And it, you yeah. know, it's uh, it's an art, really. I think with yeah. the dogs and all that. Yeah, and that's the same exact. I had the same exact outlook on it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, to be able to have dogs that can can, you know, the dogs smell all kinds of stuff. You know, when they're going through the woods and we're rigging them, which, you know, if you're listening to this on a tethered pocket podcast, you're probably not into, you know, hound hunting. Yeah. <laughs> basically what that is is when the dogs are sitting on top of the box. And for, to take dogs, and, and we just drive, and, and they'll smell a bear down in a hollow or something, the wind's coming up out of there, or a bear's crossed in front of you or something. And those dogs are trained um, to bark only on a bear, <laughs> you know. And, and to take that, and then we can, we can let them go. And they'll go around, and their track may not be within 100 yards. So they'll hunt around, hunt, 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 and then, bam, hit that track, and then gone. You know, you know they'll, they'll get out of there. You know you when know, they, they might cold trail for a little bit yeah. and then get that going. It's just amazing to see. And that stuff, you know, I was just kind of like, I was like, ah, those are just guys that can't get it done killing big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what a lot of people think. And that's not the case. It's so fun. Like, West Virginia <laughs> – West I must have been one of those guys. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. That, <laughs> that was Kirk's first impression of yeah. you. Yeah, you can't, can't kill, kill big, big bucks. bucks. <laughs> yeah. But there are, too. I mean, it, it, there are a lot of hound hunters that only like hound hunting. You know, and they're, I right. feel like they're missing out on the whitetail side of it. Right. Yeah. But they, the reason that is is because um, me being around so many hound hunters, they don't they're not going to make the time to deer hunt yeah they it, hound hunting takes so much time yeah yeah of taking care of the dogs training them although when you, when you look at the when you look at the bear group the guys that oh that no i don't hunt, think that you're, you, you i know what you're, you're going to say you're not going to find uh another group of guys that have killed the whitetails that those guys have killed and All i right. think a lot has to do with the time that they're in the woods during bear season. Yeah. And oh, I can guarantee you that. And what that J Jay's talking about, the guy, the group of guys that we hound hunt with. You're talking about, I'm talking about Zach, talking about Bucky. Donnie. Donnie. Craig. 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 I mean, yeah. these guys kill monster deer in the state of West Virginia 
every year. And they but. pretty much spend their whole December, you know, hound hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they're spending early season. You know, we got early season. They're spending the first 16 days of September hound hunting. And you would think, like, man, and, you know, obviously, like Josh said, it's a ton of, ton of time. But I think that that's why, like, you're – I feel like we're diehard hound hunters. Um, but I think that that's why a lot of hound hunters don't deer hunt is because – they just don't have the time. They they're right. not going to make the time to, right. to put in. They've got other other priorities other than deer hunting or turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. They just want to f- concentrate on their ho- I mean, on their bear dogs. Right. And right. Jared, I know you like to uh, hunt buck beds. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, we sat down with Zach Markham um, in Josh's office. It was actually our second podcast. Yeah, I did watch that one. Okay, yeah. so you probably heard we jumped. Uh, was, mm-hmm. It was a, Zach was walking with a pack of dogs. And he jumped a real big buck out of his bed. When he came back there, hung some cameras on a stand, and killed that buck. Yep. You know, the bump and dump. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a tactic I've used before, and it well, does it's work. A, yeah. Nobody's in the woods and covers more terrain than hound hunters. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, that's it's, what it comes down to. And you see so much, yeah. learn so much. The the only piece of advice I'll give you, Jared, if, if you're going to come down. Here <laughs> we go. And And bring your son. To, to do a bear hunt you want to ride with me is is to ride in any <laughs> other truck than with josh you can you can guarantee one thing Terry. there's going to be a black f-150 and a silver tundra just about at every tree or where the action I, is. I, I would agree with that i would agree with that but i'd get in kirk's truck I ain't, taking, oh, yeah. I ain't taking a new truck yet. <laughs> Maybe December. You know, I I took it through some automobiles. You day. might as well just forget it. No, you, I took it through automobiles the other day. Uh, just Brand scratch it. Just I'm gonna tell you the greatest thing about hunt, hound hunting, Jared. And if you bring your son down, you'll see. Is it is the greatest way to introduce kids to the outdoors. Oh, absolutely. Because the kids yeah. kids love dogs. Right. Yeah. And my son's been hunting with me since he was three years old and loves it i mean, it, it's, I mean it's, it's just a yeah. good introduction non-stop have, action well and you yeah. don't have to worry about them making noise or if they want to eat a bag of chips or a candy bar right or, yeah. or they want to get out and scream or take a nap in the truck take naps i mean you don't have to worry about any of that and a lot of guys we hunt with bring their entire family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah that's the one I mean, that, that was the thing i couldn't get used to at first i was like man there's wife <laughs> children is, i thought we yeah. were hunting yeah it's like oh. and it's it's just that uh, it's a great way to just have a good outdoor experience yeah and, with, and get yeah. them all introduced with hardly any pressure that's right you know yeah. whitetail man i, I mean it, you know y'all listen to this i know everyone sitting here knows there can be you start to get towards the end of november crunch time you oh, know yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and you start getting nervous if you haven't killed a buck yet or something and, and yeah. there's yeah. just not that with hound hunting we're just relaxed and enjoying ourselves and well yeah but that, i mean that's the that's what we're our channel will be different and it's the same thing with the other guys that got successful youtube channels is you know we don't want to be that that group that's pressurized to kill the biggest buck right or have to kill a deer you know i might i might go goose egg this year yeah never know um i hope it don't happen but (laughs) but we don't want to do we don't want to feel that competition like you were talking about earlier jared yep um and falling into that 
what I feel like is like an industry standard, man. Let's we got to kill big bucks. Yeah, yeah, you have big, to do a it. A big buck to you might not be the big buck to me. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I'm heard, I'm sure you've heard me say it. I mean, I'm an opportunist. Yeah. See, uh, me and you would get along just fine. Um, I mean, you climb a climbing spikes. You know, you took to the saddle like you know, like Jay, it was nothing. Jay, it sounds like you're out, dude. The <laughs> so. <laughs> He shoots little bucks. I shoot little bucks. I mean, it, yeah. I mean. <laughs> the way I look at it, Jared, is if I look at a deer and I say, hey, I want let's go after him, then we're going to go after him. Yeah. Now, we've been fortunate with the deer we've gone after. They've been big deer. That's right. Um, but. I'll tell you what I do. I'm like, man, is that, am I sure that's a five and a half year old? Because I don't want to shoot him if he's, he's four and a half or six and a half. He's got to be five. Got to be five and a half. He's six and a half. You know, his meat may not taste the greatest. So the same thing. Same. You know, I heard it this year in turkey season. People, people always say, "Well, that's a four-year-old bird right there, man. That's a good one." I mean, we love two-year-olds. We, are, are we, oh, yeah. I take a two-year-old. Yeah, and I, 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 I will shoot every two-year-old that walks to me. <laughs> you know, if a Jake walks out there and he's a super Jake and he's putting on a show and stuff, he might just die too. Yeah, you know? I think we even said it this year. If we called a Jake in, we're, we got to a point where we like, let's, time. let's lay the hammer down. Whatever we cut call in yeah guess what we shot that jake we would jump up and act like idiots and have, oh. have the best time of our life just like we would yeah. if it was a gobbler yeah it's just a different size paintbrush is all it is right yeah. and i guarantee you it's funny is that day in ohio josh earlier we talked about we doubled up i guarantee you that day if two jakes would have came in we'd have blasted them. oh guarantee and both of us killed our you know guarantee. probably two of our best turkeys ever that day yeah, yeah. huge uh, spurs you know it but i think that that's Hopefully, we can influence the outdoor industry that there is no pressure. Yeah. yeah. And just go out there just, and have fun. Just go out there, man, and do yep. what you like to do. And I we, don't care if it, if you're out there and you got a nightcrawler fetish. If you like being in the outdoors and catching nightcrawlers. Did he just say nightcrawler fetish? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that's, the, that's the quickest <laughs> like, thing I could come wait, up with. Wait, wait, why was that? Wait, why is that, that in your head? That's well, going to be I a tagline yeah. on our description on yeah. the podcast. You know, I don't know, but Night. I mean, that could be like the simplest things getting outdoors. <laughs> there we go. There's our title, guys. I always try to, while we're recording these, you I'm taking the titles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Josh has a do, nightcrawler fetish. Do, do whatever gets you out there is what I mean. You know what I mean? I don't care if it's Catching night crawlers or killing Cape Buffalo, you know. <laughs> what? That's the that's the two ends of the spectrum. I, very, I very yeah. far ends. All right. That's great. Yeah. All I'm saying is might be a good spot to Yeah. All I'm saying is get out there. Yep. Do whatever you yeah, like. I and whatever makes you smile. Yep, and that's why I like you guys. I mean, you can tell that uh, you know, you're not out there to to, to kill the biggest animal or you know whatever it's it's all about the you know you know the camaraderie in your group and you know going out and having fun so you know we're definitely the same way and you know definitely try to keep it that way for sure yep right well jared i i want to tell you that i appreciate the heck out of you coming down and reducing the yeah, learning man. curve today yeah i've yeah, enjoyed was, the whole afternoon I it mean, was it was fun for sure i mean anytime i get to show people this stuff is is a blast to me so yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, guys, we're kind of getting close to the hour mark here. Uh, Jared's got a pretty good drive back, and I think Stacy has dinner ready downstairs. It's oh, starting yeah. to smell good, so uh, I think it's going to it's time to go. It's going to do it for us today. <laughs> uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, Jared, you want to say anything for the Tethered Podcast? Uh, yeah, I just I appreciate you guys. Um, 
you know, I reaching out and wanting to try the saddle stuff and uh yeah, it was fun. I'm I'm lo really looking forward to uh the videos you guys put out this year and anybody listening to the Tethered podcast, um definitely check out the Untamed. Um watch some of their their deer hunting and their their hound hunting for bears. It's uh it's awesome. Really really good stuff. Really good production. Um I think you guys will enjoy it. Yep, and thank you. Thanks. And and, and too, it, make sure guys if you're, you know, if you're not familiar with Tethered um, like we said earlier, we have a wide range of audience, and they're, you know, some a lot of those people probably aren't familiar with Tethered. So go check out their products. Go look into the saddle stuff. We're going to do a video on it, um, and uh, there's a ton of videos. He has a YouTube channel, uh, Flinging Arrows and Hunt Appalachia, yep. and so you can go check all their stuff out. And, uh, yeah, and, and two guys, how many companies are going to, you know, come down here and take the time and show us how to set these up and do it. You That's know. right. He came, he drove two hours to come just spend the evening with us and show us that, and we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem, guys. It's uh, It was a lot of fun and really look forward to this coming fall. All right, well, I think that'll do it for us, guys. I, I hope you enjoyed this Untamed slash Tethered podcast. Yep, see you guys. Thanks. Thanks.